0: Hello and welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the podcast from Acadia, where we take time to get under the skin of the risk, margin and collateral industry and present topical perspectives and insights on this hugely important sector. Now, it goes without saying that the process of settlement is an essential component in the -the over-the-counter OTC derivatives market. But the future of settlement is changing. The drive across the industry is for a more automated, more centralised and more efficient approach To Settlement. Market participants increasingly are focused on risk management, regulatory compliance and enhanced seamless connectivity with their various counterparties. As the landscape shifts to meet demand, Acadia is seeking to play a major role through its new Settlement Manager service. Settlement Manager promises to radically transform how participants tackle what at times can still be a knotty settlement process. So, what makes it tick? For this edition of Ahead of the Curve, I'm joined by two Acadia experts. Will Tomey is co head of business development at Acadia, and Richard Barton is head of product management. Well, Richard, it's good to see you both. Good nice morning. to be here.
1: Nice to meet you in person finally. Yeah, well, it's a pleasure it's a Pleasure to have you
0: um, on the podcast again and, and welcome to the studio as as well. Now, look, before we go into the detail here um, and start thinking about the Settlement Manager Service, let's take a step back. Uh, I touched on some of the big issues there in the introduction Um around the driving forces in the OTC derivatives market or even across markets that have led to the current situation in um, in in settlement, talk talk me through some of those driving forces in a bit more detail, Will?
1: Yeah, and before we even start on that, I think I think there's a uh, you know there's a journey that we've been on over the last several months that starts with a well-known settlement service that was sunset in, in the industry, and so plenty of clients came to us and asked whether or not Acadia would be willing to help build something. So um, we're wildly proud of Settlement Manager. Uh, we're wildly proud of the team uh, at Acadia that helped build this in in very short order. Um, got to the market uh, a week ahead of schedule towards the end of June, uh, and we have clients live on the service. And on, on the client side of things, you know, couldn't be uh, you know more grateful for our client base and how much they partnered with us through this journey. So uh, it's all been very good. And so I think on settlements specifically, you know, the way I usually couch settlements is is that people that are involved in settlement processes. Um, operationally, do think it should be an easier process. And I think people that sit away from it and look at a settlement process, they think and assume it's quite a simple process. And reality is just complicated. And I think that complication is a mix of um, insufficient automation. You know, At, at times, it's, a, it's a, a lack of investment in various subtle compo- settlement components that, that, a, that a company may use. Um, volumes of settlements in a variety of different ways have really kind of in- increased over a number of years. Uh, and I think the control and risk and the pressure around that of, of making settlements as controlled and robust as possible um, have also then added a layer of scrutiny to it. And so you mix all of that together and you have a you know, fairly difficult um, aspect of, 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 of running a settlements process day over day.
0: And yet, you've achieved something here—a lot over a short period of time. But as Will says, Richard, turning the the complex into what it appears at least to be something more simple.
2: Yeah, I think I think that was kind of critical as to how we we approach things. I think one of the one of the things that Will was saying about the different aspects of what what is built within systems. What we've tried to do is simplify it to make it more more efficient in the way that things are built as well. I think. Uh, uh, we try to leverage our the way we think about building services and reducing uh, duplication of effort so rather than creating things everybody creating their own data we've we've sort of used sort of a network effect where uh, one party can set up their view of the instructions but in other systems there there are situations where people will set up both sides so we have much more efficiency in the way we we approach things really.
0: So, so talk me, Richard, talk me through Settlement Manager then in, in a little more detail. What does sure. the service offer? What are the primary use cases?
2: Yeah, well, there's there's three things, just to kind of simplify it. There are three things that, that uh, Settlement Manager does. Uh, the first thing is the ability to store Uh, SSIs, which is Standing Settlement Instructions. Uh, The second thing is the ability to actually create and generate these settlement instructions and communicate them through uh, the SWIFT uh, network. And the third thing is the ability to track the status of the settlement process itself and report on that. So, Effectively, that's what we're, we're doing. In terms of the, uh, the use cases, we're, we're supporting instructions of uh, movements of, of collateral to support uh, two, two, two sort of uh, uh, custody arrangements. There's direct settlement and then there's seg- segregated uh, settlement as well. And we support the communication of uh, instructions to move cash Securities and uh, in the segregated uh, realm, there's tri party segregation, and with that, there's a need to communicate uh, what is the required value RQV on a particular day. So, you know, at, at its heart, that's that's kind of what we're doing. There's more to it and will i mean there's probably a few yeah, it's examples com- it's, you can it's think comprehensive
0: of. what what um, that richard is outlining there but um, and and this is is something that, that that's new that wasn't in the market before well
2: yeah
1: and I, I i i always go back to settlement at its basic components so the transference of a, a final financial asset between two counterparties you know and i think people personally live that experience of they go to a vending machine they buy a bag of chips or crisps and they instantaneously see in their phone some form of you know just a dollar 45 taken from their account and they assume that that, that settlement therefore is very easy uh, when you look at financial services broadly you know there's there's millions hundreds of millions billions of times of dollars transferring from from party a to party b and there's not kind of seamless transparency into the state of, of that settlement today in reality behind the scenes um, you know, settlement is complicated. So I think when you look at the service, it is in one side of things trying to simplify something that should be simple. Uh, but in reality, having to do that, there's a lot of nuance we're catering for. There's a lot of kind of individual market, not even preference, but but kind of uh, uh, different by custodian or different by uh, the different participants involved in settlement. You know, we've had to build quite a bit of, of capability there to, to normalize everything.
0: But to use your analogy there, Will, uh, uh, are we actually seeking... To make it as easy to transfer you know, a couple of billion dollars as as it is to 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 pay for a packet of crisps or chips at a dollar forty five, is, is that possible? Should we be aiming for that?
1: It, it's certainly possible. I think there's a level of scrutiny, of course, around kind of large transfers, and there's a whole behind the scenes, you know, screening, credit risk, you know, various uh, control processes that are running in institutions, but. The pure operating mechanics. The, what you don't want is a bunch of manual processes that can lead to failure, right? Uh, and and that's been at the heart of what we've tried to build is is from you know Acadia has always had a bunch of automation and getting firms to agree to transfer something, and this is closing that gap of just not only agreeing to
0: transfer something but actually making. So it the happen. mechanics ultimately should effectively be the same. Yeah,
1: I think I think the automation can be achieved. We've absolutely proven that. You know, it's it, it's. You build the right things, you get the right setup, you know, you have the right control framework around it. You can experience uh, quite significant automation. Okay,
0: now Richard, you know we've we've talked on this podcast before about margin manager, Acadia's margin manager. Does settlement manager simply complement the existing and successful margin manager that Acadia has introduced, or is, is there more to it than that?
2: Yeah, I mean it's certainly complementary, um, but yes, there's there's more more to it than that. What we've what we're really doing here is uh, sort of completing the the risk mitigation cycle. We've we've margin managers taken the process through to agreeing what movements need to take place, but we we didn't necessarily uh, deal with the instruction part to actually make sure that that risk. Is, is mitigated, and that you know that that it's been mitigated. Um, so, with settlement manager, that enables us to kind of go full full circle. Uh, the I guess we've also built things from the point of view that it's not just margin related; it can be used for other use cases as well. And uh, you know, it can be used. It can certainly be used beyond just margin margin manager.
0: Uh, and uh, will how has take up For settlement manager early days, as you've outlined at the beginning, Um, but who has, who is? Adopting settlement management, uh, it's been it's
1: been a really good story. So we we obviously have had to focus on clients losing a service, and and so there is a, an immediate focus on making sure they have something to to fall back on. So there's a the market service. there already. Market there already, uh, and trapping that market, and then there's a whole pipeline of additional clients that that are that are queued up uh, either live now or in the process of of going going live soon. Uh, and if you were to kind of define that client base, it's it's a mix of everything. So it's, you know, it's dominant hedge funds, it's asset managers, uh, it's big banks, it's regional banks, uh, it's every corner of the globe across each of the regions. Uh, it's the different use cases. So, you know, a variety of firms using it for all forms of settlement, some in a more narrow fashion. So the service has been on purpose, built to be as flexible to cater for as much and all of that, uh, you know, preference and nuance as possible, uh, and and we're live with it. So, we could, again, we couldn't be more proud of of getting across that initial hump, uh, and we have a whole lot of clients to still kind of bring one to the fold.
0: So you, you're, you're talking to prospective clients, but do, do you have... Clients
2: onboarded now using the the, the service. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even even to the point of kind of going using the service ahead of ahead of schedule as well. So we sort of have a, a couple of uh, main uh, initial clients who who um, we worked with, and now it's it's a case of expanding that across uh, the. I guess starting with the ones who were were using the previous service that we're we're replacing, and you know, our goal then is to expand it um, to to others. It's not just, it's not really not just a replacement service. We see it as a full settlement capability here. To add one thing, I mean, we have a a network of
1: 3,000 clients using, you know, a variety of our services. And some have decent automation in settlement and some do not. And uh, so there's the merits of purely just helping with those institutions that need better automation. And then there's the, The aspects of value that you get from more of a central service where, you know, again, you have two parties that agree to transfer something in most instances, they then run away to their own processes to go transfer or settle that that particular settlement. Uh, And you're almost as good as the weakest weakest link in the industry because there's that web of everyone settling with everyone. Uh, And the more you bring that into a more central set of capabilities where there's one version of settlement, there's one view into the state of that settlement. Um,
0: you know, you start to erode all of the difficulty of everyone operating on their own. And finally, there's 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 a lot that you've achieved in a short space of time. But uh, the market's always hungry, and it always wants more, as I'm sure you both know um, can attest to. So, what is next? Um, what should we expect next in the settlement space, particularly when it comes to settlement manager, but beyond that as well? Take a start at this. I mean, mm-hmm. I,
1: I think there's so much more we can do. Um, outside of the traditional use cases of settlement, right? So I I think if you're going to layer on additional things, there's topics that are already underway around if you took a a substitution as a a form of settlement, you know, you're sending something to me, I need to return something to you, but that's ordered based off of, or ideally it's ordered and controlled based off of you sent me something first before I return collateral, so I don't increase my exposure to you. Um, Well, the problem there is if you lack, you know, automation or you lack, the ability and visibility into the settlement itself that falls flat. I think that there's you know easy examples there. Um, we're already starting to discuss now that we have an ability to help firms settle. There's always been a, a want and a need in our Nirvana end state to help net more. So you know you've all of these different side load settlements, um, and and how do we start to unfold and unlock solutions that help reduce funding obligations and kind of really reduce cost from. From more of a treasury management standpoint, uh, by aggregating and netting settlement. and then you know the, the the future of of tokenization or or something that's more of a digital framework of of taking what is a you know, not native, natively digital asset and putting it into more of a digital framework, the act of even doing that still requires some basic settlement c- capabilities, and I think we we would view settlement manager as if those if the market turns in that direction. We would really help the the market in trying to uh, help steer them, connect them in.
0: And Richard, we're at the early, early stages of that, that that journey towards tokenization as well. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, it's it's still early. I think one of the one of the things we've seen is that to help with that future change. We had to be, we kind of had to kind of embed ourselves within that settlement process. So how things are done, you have to kind of be part of how things are done now to be able to support where things can go in the in the future so um, you know, tokenization tokenizations very is very exciting very interesting but you know first let's kind of get that that bedrock of how things are, are done now make it consistent make it make it uh, efficient and then you can kind of help to sort of uh, bring new change to the market I think
1: and, and one thing on tokenization that's always an interesting point I think it is the bright shiny object that gets a lot of interest and um, in reality, you know, if you look at what it's trying to solve, it's trying to reduce operational friction of a settlement. And there's multiple ways you can do that. One way, of course, is tokenization. So I think that we look at Settlement Manager as just a, an avenue that is trying to reduce settlement friction. Uh, you know, Maybe that gets to a point where it's helpful where tokenization is less required, or maybe we never get there because the traditional ways of settlement just really are that frictious. And Settlement Manager will pivot either way. And... and um, I think we view that as key. I mean, one, one core thing we, we set out on this mission to help build automation, but to do so in a way that wasn't gonna build it into a box
0: that we would future-proof kind of how we thought of it and, and strategically look to kind of enhance it over time. Well, good luck on that mission. And, and congratulations again on the launch of Settlement Manager. Unfortunately though, gentlemen, we're both out of time. But Will, Richard, thank you very much indeed for joining us in the studio and for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure, John. Yeah, thanks very much. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for listening to and watching Ahead of the Curve. We'd like to know what you think, so please do get in touch and share your thoughts. And you can find out more about Acadia by going to acadia.inc. But until the next time, it's goodbye from us.